How are you? I'm doing good. We've got a few inches of snow here. Cold, it's gross, snowing, wet. Snowing there? Yeah. Did Our first snow of the winter. But it's springtime. I know. doesn't make any sense. It always happens. Always happens in D.C. Always snows at least once in March. Well, I don't mean to make you feel bad or anything, but I was going to go record this podcast out at the pool. Of course. Uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> but I went out and checked and it was just a little too windy. And so I thought that might be distracting, but it's like absolutely gorgeous outside here. I'm in- so jealous. So, yeah, don't be jealous. I mean, it's it's Texas. Like, it could be snowing tomorrow. Like, you just never right. know. Right. So, yeah. For sure. But it's going good. Things are going good. That's good. Well, we've got a different episode today. We're not really interviewing anyone. We're just kind of interviewing ourselves, so to speak. <laughs> it's just you and me, girl. <laughs> just you and me. <laughs> we've gotten lots of awesome questions from all of our amazing listeners, so I thought, you know, we should be running through those, get those answered. I mean, we try to answer them when they come in, but I think like it's information that a lot of people would probably want to know. For sure. No, I mean, we, this has been so much fun for me to get the emails, to get direct messages, um, and really know what people are tuning in for. Right. Yeah. Very very important for us to know what you guys want to hear, what you want to learn about. Um, Otherwise, you're just going to get to learn about what we want to talk about. Exactly. (laughs) And we don't always want that. So we want to know what you guys want. So please keep the emails coming, keep the direct messages uh, coming. You can reach both of us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. So uh, what's the first, what's up first? Let's start. Let's get started on these questions. All All right. right. Um, These are going to be a little bit more about both, uh, I guess, our respective businesses. Sweet. Um, Leading into that though, one of the questions was, or is, what do you both do before you started your respective companies? So You want to take that first? Sure. Um, I actually still have a full-time job. Um, I do IT, and I do that, you know, normal nine-to-five gig every day. I come home, and then I work on SMT. So, you know, maybe one day SMT will become that full-time thing, but for now, hustling away. Or maybe the podcast will become right. that right. thing one day. <laughs> right. Just add that and we anything else we're going to do. Yes, add that on there too. I, um, yeah, I, I think that probably surprises a lot of people. I didn't realize that you did IT. I really thought, I mean, looking at the quality of your blog and looking at what you do, I 100% would have thought that you were doing that full time because it's so well done. The content oh, thank you. Good. You're, very, you're very welcome. Um, and so, yeah, I bet a lot of people are surprised to know that. Um, I, I got to finance that shoe and gun habit somehow. Somehow, you know, <laughs> two very expensive habits. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Um, well, let's see here. I, I have a very eclectic res- resume. Um, there's, I was doing a lot of things before I started Alexo. So, I mean, if we back up way, way long time ago, <laughs> what I actually went to school for, um, I actually have my dental hygiene license. And so I, I did that for years and years um, before working in TV. And then I had been a talent manager. I had been producing and writing for television shows. I was hosting TV shows. Um, I've modeled for several years. Uh, like you name it, I was probably had my hand in it somehow. Um, well, I think so- that's a 
people probably knew you from is your TV, your NRA probably. TV. Yeah. I don't think anyone knew that you were, you know, clean and I don't think they teeth. knew that I did that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't think they knew that. And that's, a, I actually would probably always keep my license. I mean, like, you never know what's, <laughs> what's going to happen. So I just want like a backup plan. Um, we we yeah. can do some discounted teeth cleaning for listeners. <laughs> hope so yeah um or i just hope i would get a discount of cleaning from like one of the dentists that i work for but um yeah so i i do uh alexo is is my full-time job right now um but along with that i mean it's so multifaceted that i consider the podcast a part of alexo i can any tv appearances that i do like a part of alexo i mean it all kind of works together and so i'm just really i'm feel like I'm really fortunate because I get to do kind of everything that I enjoy doing. I love being in front of the camera. I don't get to do that as much right now because I'm trying to get a company off the ground, but, um, work. but yeah, but you know what, honestly, like the hustle, like I try to tell people this all the time that if this doesn't come easy, like starting a company, you know, it, um, I know it, it's, it's not something you just wake up one day and it happens. Like it takes a lot of planning, a lot of hard work and, really a lot of tenacity and a lot of follow through because yeah, if, you for sure. have, if you have not set your mind that you're going to make it happen um, and you, and you give up too quickly, you may never see your dream actually fulfilled. So keep dreaming, keep working hard. Anyone who ever has um, a dream or a passion to do something and you'll see it happen. And I think that's a good little segue into some of our other questions. Oh, good. Um, let's see. They want to know, we're both busy women doing great things in our lives. How do we manage our time? Do we have any best practices for time management and prioritizing, you know, both our personal and professional lives? Um, and then something furthermore, I guess, more targeted towards me would just be talking a little bit more of the blog schedule and kind of how I work that into like posts and things like that. Well, yeah, what you're saying is like, it's hard. Like when you are working full-time, and then coming home at night to also technically work another. I mean, I have two full-time jobs. I mean, and I love SMT. I love the podcast. I love everything. So it doesn't phase me when I get home and I'm behind my computer till late at night. Like, it's it's worth it. It's worth the lack of sleep. But I think a lot of people don't realize that it does take a lot of hard work, and they give up easily. It's like, oh, it doesn't I didn't realize how much time it was going to take. <laughs> I signed up to be the CEO, dang it. I didn't sign up <laughs> right. to have sleepless nights and um, no personal life. <laughs> well, exactly. You got to put in the time. Like, you do. If you're, not, if you're not committed to it, you know, then it's not going to pay off. And I've always said that, like, you get what you put in. So For if you sure. put in half-ass shit, you're going to get half-ass <laughs> shit. Sorry. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't mean to curse. I'm just saying. No, but, but you're, you're right. I mean, that's, it's at the, at the beginning stages, um, this is going to be this way with any, any company. I mean, I've, I do believe like in balance and personal life and and professional life balance, but there's going to be times when you don't really necessarily get balance and that's okay. Like it's, everything has its time, everything has its season. And so, especially when you're in the startup phase of a company or starting a blog or starting a YouTube channel or starting anything, an organization, anything, there's, there's going to be nights that and days that you are working 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. and you got to be ready to do that. And you have to be committed to doing that. And, um, hopefully you do find time. Like I really try to get my workouts in, um, my, my workouts for me to, to get a run in, it's been killing me that my 
foot has, I tore my ligaments because I haven't been able to run. And that's really what clears my head. So I've been trying to do weights and trying to find other activities I like to do, but I'm like, I, I have to set aside like an hour to do that, um, to just get out of work mode. I'm fortunate to work from home. And so I kind of have a good, easy schedule. I don't like working out in the morning. <laughs> I don't yeah, like getting up not. and doing that. I would rather get up, get my emails done, get stuff, then go to the gym, take a little break and come back. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, but I've got a big old whiteboard that has my list of things that I need to do on it. Um, I'm a big to-do list person. Oh yeah. Nothing, I like nothing more than like check marking or making lines through my checklist. Um, I love that. And so I think those are the things that keep me going. I love planning for the future. And then I love activation and seeing, seeing the, I guess the fruit of my labor. And so, yeah, I try to keep it balanced. Um, my husband and I still have date night uh, every That's week. That's important, right? yeah. Because don't forget your relationships. I mean, those, those people that are surrounding you, they're supporting you and helping you get where you want. I mean, you never want to take them for granted. And so fitting, making sure that you know that they're a priority too is, has been really important to me. Well, and I'm sure too, just like, you know, with my husband, yours is a huge part of building Alexo and doing a lot yeah. of work behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Same. So it's important that like you take the time, you have date night, you make it a priority to not talk about not work. Not talk about work. Yes. You know, <laughs> like I sometimes don't, I'm like, what did we talk about before any of this? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like always at the forefront of our heads. It's like each day it's like, well, what do we have to do for this or, or this and that? And, yep. and it's great. It's just yep. taking that mental break and finding time for each other. And even- yeah. Even in your personal life, like you said, for working out, like I make a time, friends want to meet up for happy hour. It's, it's rare that I say no, because most of the time, you know, those are, you need that release. You need that, you know, kind of like break from doing the things that you're doing every day. And so you don't need to go to happy hour every night, or you don't need to go to every Sunday brunch, but (laughs) go grab a drink, say, Hey, what's up? Let people know you're alive. And then come back home, finish grinding it out and and be good to go. Yeah, absolutely you know, like the lists, like I love lists. I do my to-do lists all the time. I set, I like to set my week up on Sunday nights. I take a few minutes, kind of plan out what I have going on, what posts I need um, to make sure are not finished or things like that. I do as much as I can as far as scheduling my blog posts out as far as I can. But like a lot of it, it's hard to do. It's, you know, it's usually kind of like on the weekend base. Like I'm taking, if we go out, I take those out for photos and we go out, then I'm like trying to get those edited and ready to go for like that week. And I like to do things in advance, but it doesn't always work out that way. So yeah, for just sure. blocking out like chunks of time. I know, I know how long I've been doing this long enough that I know how long it takes to edit my photos. I know how long it takes to put the content together. So at least I can say, okay, two hours to do X, Y, Z. And then that's easily done for like that part of the day. Yeah, so just think, sure. you know, knowing what your priorities are, managing that time, time blocking, like, you know, spend 30 minutes, spend 15 minutes, an hour, however long it takes. And just like knock out that task. Do yeah. not worry about um, all the other things on the list. Just focus on the one turn your, turn your phone off. Cause that thing will <laughs> distract you easily. And Social then just media, like, well, yeah, yeah. I go down like that rabbit hole. I check one thing and then it's like 30 minutes later. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, like- no, ab- absolutely. <laughs> it is. And, and I'll throw in too. I mean, for me, one of the, the most important things for me too, is also staying balanced spiritually. And so, I mean, like I get up every day, I pray, I have a devotional, I spend time with God because that is 
the only thing that keeps my perspective in balance for everything that I do and everything kind of flows out of that. And so I try to make that a priority as well in my life. And I just, you know, you get those things in order and you get those things in balance. To me, everything else kind of just falls in place. Right. I love that. I try to do morning meditation like Mm -hmm. every morning and just like taking that little bit of time of just like for yourself. Mm -hmm. Great. That's awesome. Um, let's see. We've got a few people creeping on your Instagram photos. Amy, Online? yeah, wanted to know uh, they're they're seeing some <laughs> they're seeing some Alexo gear that is not available on your site, and they want to know you know what you have coming down the pipe. Ooh. People have been seeing an Alexo hat that is well, not available. That's so not available. Give the people what they want. They want to know you've got new colors coming out. What's coming Ooh. up for spring? Yep. No, they want to know if that hat's going to be available. Well, so we have lots of big plans for Alexo. Um, you know, we really just finished up what we consider like our soft launch. Um, and so what we were doing originally was kind of hitting the market with some, some of our basic key staple elements um, for, for our lifestyle brand. But we have plans to release an entire lifestyle line uh, with tank tops and sweaters and jackets and shirts and hats and accessories. And it's all coming. Um, you know, we're, we're just, we're getting there. I love that people love the hats. Um, I love the hat. Uh, we've been testing out a couple different things. So we're kind of in a testing phase right now, as far as the accessories go, but this spring I've got, um, an amazing jacket called the fit and flow jacket that's coming out. Is that um, the blue one? Yeah, it's going to be available in the beautiful color. cobalt blue color, um, but we're also cutting it in black as well. And right so, here. I know. I was like, <laughs> I definitely thought of Emily. I said that as, as perfect. But the cool <laughs> thing with this jacket is it is it's going to be great when you have it zipped up. It is a beautiful cow neck um, and it's great for running, but then you can actually leave it open as well and it drapes perfectly so it actually looks like a going out jacket. So very versatile. Um, got that coming. We've got some tank tops in the works right now for the summertime. Um, and I think even like a really cute crop sweater that you're going to absolutely mm-hmm. love. So yeah, so we've got a lot of things in the works. So stay tuned. Make sure you're following us. And I don't know if any of you have signed up for our newsletter yet or not, but you can actually go to alexoathletica.com and uh, put in your information and we'll send you all updates and everything about when we have new products coming out. You get special discount codes when you sign up for that newsletter. So make sure you do that. Could actually go do that right now. Oh my God, I'm so excited for all that stuff. I can't <laughs> wait to see it. All right, let's see. We've got like a nice long list of some uh, gun specific questions. So mm-hmm. let's get Good. diving let's into guns. those. Yeah. All right. The, um, I would love to know what your favorite go to holsters are for carrying concealed. Take I'll it away. S- my, I have two. If uh, you follow me, you probably know I mentioned these two the most. Uh, my first one would be from Stealth Gear. It's their um, in waistband holster. It's the one I use the most. This one I just recently got for my HKVP9SK, but I have um, their holsters for my Glock 43 and my full size VP9. A cushion pad? And yeah, so it's a combo of Kydex, and on the back, it's like what they call awesome. like this vent core material. So it's like really breathable, super comfortable and kind of like molds to like your stomach area nice. all the time. Like I really like it. And then Not my other bulky. one, no, I mean, bulky in the sense that like compared to like all their holsters, I, I mean, I don't find it any bulkier. Yeah. You know, it's a holster. 
you're carrying a holster and a gun. So, I mean, it's going to be somewhat bulky, right? My other one is from Blacksmith Tactical. This is just like a full all Kydex holster. Um, I don't think they do this like two-tone anymore. But anyway, they still have uh, great holsters. I like them. I like them as well. Awesome. What about you, Amy? Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to come as a surprise to anybody what holster I'm wearing all day. I mean, I have it on right now. So just to show you guys, I actually do carry this every day. I have my Glock 43 um, in my Alexo pants right now. So if I, I mean, I literally live in, in either my crop pants or my signature pants. So I am wearing this all day long. Even if I go to meetings, I'm in my Alexa. But on the off chance that I am not wearing leggings, um, I do have a couple of favorite holsters. So, and depending on which firearm I'm going to take, um, I've got a couple of these um, Alpha Concealment. They're the custom molded inside the waistband right. Kydex holster. I like it because you can actually adjust the retention on yeah. these um, and they really don't add too much bulk. And I have never have to worry about my holster coming out when I draw my For firearm, sure. which is awesome. Um, they're really pretty comfortable, pretty, I mean, it's very lightweight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and Alpha makes a fantastic custom holster. So I mean, they pretty much make any model that you um, that you could want. I just got this one in the mail. I haven't even really had time yet to try it out. I did stick it in my Alexo leggings just to see. And so this one's cool. It's called the Clinger Holster. And um, I'm going to give it a shot because it says that you don't necessarily have to wear a belt with this one, and which would be great because I don't always wear a belt uh, right. with my jeans or with my shorts or whatever. So I'm excited to give this one a try and I'll let you guys know. But look, it's, it's it's got a padding in it and it has a nice trigger guard. It seems super comfortable. It fit real nicely in my pants today and it actually didn't move when I was drawing. So I like that. Yeah. I've used, I use something similar to that. I mean, these two are my two go-to, but I also use like the can-can concealment hip hugger. You know, that's also a great option depending on what you wear. Um, You know, there's a lot of options out there. It just depends on like your clothing style and what you're doing in your life. But I wrote an entire blog post on like the four holsters, like every yeah. woman should have in their um, kind of like in their like go-to drawer. So I'll link it in the show notes, but definitely go check that out. Cause it's all about having versatility and being yeah. able to like figure out what it is that you need to wear and also still being able to carry comfortably. Yeah. So then I'm going to, sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, that's following your blog was one of the first ways that I ever learned, oh my gosh, like you, there are other women that look cute and want to conceal at the same time. So it's stomitactical.com for everybody to go and and check out. So if you are not going to stick around and look for the link, stylemetactical.com. Yeah, I have an entire series called Girl Me Scun that kind of talks a lot about like my journey, um, learning to shoot for the first time, and then a lot of tips for women who are caring and like trying to understand or get into that. Um, mindset in that field. Awesome. Um, well, and I will say too, so we are, we're part of the Conceal Carry uh, network and concealcarry.com has a lot of really good options as well for holsters. So if you are in the market for something, go check them out. Um, you're going to see all kinds of different styles, different colors, different, whether you're in the waistband person of out of the waistband, um, Holder, I think they might, I don't know if they have bags or anything like that on there. But yeah, I can't have, remember. I don't think they do, but they do have a lot of options um, online as well. So go check them out too and um, show them some love. We're part of their network and uh, they've got some great products there that you guys can check out. All right. Yeah. So definitely go give them, give them a look. 
Um, so then one of the other questions was our preferred method of caring. I think it's pretty obvious for both of us. <laughs> appendix. Yeah, appendix in the waistband. Yeah, um, well, and I, I actually will carry um, like kind of at, at the five o'clock position, five, six o'clock position. Yeah. When I run, it's just more comfortable for me to, to carry there. And I think it also depends on what firearm I'm going to use. I don't mind carrying like a little Ruger LCP appendix when I'm running, but really where my, the curve of my back is, it's just more comfortable. So the pants, the Alexa pants are higher waisted and I like it better to run back there. So it's not in a place where it's going to hit on your butt cheek when you're running or anything like that. It's actually a really nice, comfortable spot. So it, again, just depends on what my activity is, um, you know, and what I'm going to be doing, but I do prefer in the waistband, obviously, and on body carry as as much as possible. Mm -hmm, For sure. I'm with you on that. And then sticking with the theme of holsters, um, you guys want to know about holsters. I love it. <laughs> I guess holsters and carrying in general. What type of belts do you wear to accommodate your concealed carry lifestyle? Um, the belt issue has always been a struggle because one, our belt's in right now for women and the idea of wearing a belt seems dated to me, but that's probably because I'm awful at fashion and have zero pulse on what's true and trendy. Have you seen the new Gucci belts that everyone's wearing? I Don't mean... get me started on those belts. <laughs> like I've been going back and forth and I'm like, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to. I was, I was too, and I'm not hating on the Gucci belt. It's just, I, everyone has, everyone's wearing them. I mean, everyone's wearing them and I will, I, I cannot take credit for that Hermes belt that I was wearing the other day. That was my, one of my best friends actually gave me that belt because like her ex-husband had gotten it for her. And she said, I don't need to wear that any, I don't, I don't even wear it. Uh, It was a very nice gift. And she was (laughs) like, you need to look great at your business meeting. So here you go. And I was like, well, I'll only wear it if it's functional for me to actually Mm -hmm. hold my holster in place. So I actually turned my Hermes belt into a tactical belt. And Mm -hmm. so really, and I didn't even have belt loops. So you can make anything work. Like I said, I don't wear belts a whole lot. Um, Sometimes if if my pants are a little looser, like if I want to wear boyfriend jeans or something, or I've got these great free people uh, cut off shorts that I wear all the time in the summer, but they're really baggy in the waist, obviously I'm going to need to wear a belt or something to, to put... And I just grab a normal belt. I don't wear a specific tactical belt or anything like that. The only time I really bust out my tactical belt is when I'm going to the range and I'm going to get down and dirty and I need extra magazines and I need... Right. And you're going to be doing like a ton of like drawing, like things like that. Yeah, drawing and all that kind of stuff. And then I kind of just want to wear it too because I feel cool, like wearing my tactical belt going to the range. So that's really the only time I actually bust out um, a tactical belt. Other times I just, I've got like this belt from the eighties. It's like my mom's belt. It's like a little skinny belt. And you just need that extra, um, sometimes all you need is just a little extra place to fit your clip underneath, right. you know, right. and then you're good to go. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I don't always wear, wear belts either. Like I'm summertime. I'm not really a big fan of belts. Just, yeah. I don't know. I've just, they don't really go with my, whatever I'm wearing right. in the summer. But then if I want to carry, then I'll use the can-can concealment like hip hugger. Like I have a different holster, a different option. And then I just use my belt's a rag and bone belt. You know, the only advice that I'll give for choosing like a non-specific carry belt yeah. would be just check the leather, make sure it's a thicker leather. Cause there's some belts that previous belts that I had before I was carrying where it was just like, really thin. And so it just like, it, it couldn't hold like the whole purpose of those specific like carry belts is it needs to support the weight of your gun. And yeah, that's why they have pants up. Right. And that's why they're stiffer. But 
I've never liked any of them. I don't, you know, I just wear a normal belt that I got at Nordstrom's and I just looked for one that was like a little bit thicker material that could support my needs and it works perfectly fine. So belts are in. If you have any good recommendations, let us know. (laughs) Right. Because I'm still looking. You found one that works better. Right. I mean, I'm all for a legitimate everyday carry belt if someone can make one that actually like looks cute and isn't like a bajillion inches thick. Yeah. Cause I don't need any more extra bulk around my waist. No, I, I don't, I don't either. Right. <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's see. I think we covered, um, well, since we're talking about belts, let's just talk a little bit more. Let's see. Uh, Emily, I would love to hear your thoughts on how a concealed carry lifestyle affects your f- fashion and shopping decisions. Um, let's see, for example, when you carry inside the waistband, do you have to wear, um, wear or buy pants and a size up in order to accommodate the space of a firearm? (laughs) Great question. Uh, no, I have yet to buy any clothing item in a bigger size to accommodate carrying. I, uh, my advice or what I learned is while carrying and shopping, like I now shop with like a different eye is, is the easiest way. It's like, when I'm looking for things like as much as things like look cute and I immediately gravitate to that top because it's so cute. The next question I have in my head is always, well, how is this going to be for carrying? Yeah. Like, is it going to show? Am I going to print? You know, things like that. Is it long enough? So it's more of just understanding like what you wear and how you're, how you normally carry. And then when you start shopping, you start kind of seeing how new items start fitting in with that. Um, I don't, I haven't felt the need to go up in pant sizes. I don't know anyone who has done that. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah. Um, my, I mean, I wear skinny jeans and they're like, I mean, super tight. And so, yes, it's even tighter when I throw my holster and gun in there, but whatever. Well, have you found that you like the higher waisted stuff um, when, when you're carrying? I mean, I, yes. I'm glad that that is back in style because really those really low waisted hip hugger things like that is not conducive to me carrying no, no, like at all. I have like so many pairs of jeans and I realized like early on that like my like low waisted like jeans are not good for carrying. So right. my typical like mid rise is fine. And then high waisted, like I am like on that bandwagon for sure now. I mean, Woo-hoo! I just, I literally, <laughs> literally was just talking about this in yesterday's uh, Style Me Conceal post. Like, I think I have like three pairs of high-waisted jeans now and they are, I'm loving them for, for carrying. Just because it sits higher, there's not, um, you have like, it's kind of the grip is hidden a little bit more because of like your breasts kind of like, right. Right. it sits up higher. Yeah. The draw is a little bit different. So I would recommend practicing you know, your draw from that higher position because it's different yeah. for use to carrying, you know, middle of your waist. But I like it because then you can wear, you don't have to worry too much about um, the length of your your tops. Like I wouldn't be able to do high-waisted and probably a crop top, um, but you can still, you know, have shirts that are a little bit shorter than what you're used to. And also, you know, peplum, stripes, like anything with print, like really yeah. helps just kind of keeping like that, keeping it concealed and minimize printing. So just go out there, practice different, find different clothing items, play dress up in your bedroom, figure out what works. Like that's the best advice that I can give for that. That's what worked for me. Yep. Let's see. Um, 
How, okay, what about, how do you manage traveling and your concealed carry lifestyle? Each state has different laws. How do you prepare to travel with your firearm? What resources do you check to ensure compliance with state laws? Well, I can remember the first time I ever carried my firearm, um, like actually traveled with it. I was terrified and I chose to take it to California. I mean, I was going to... (laughs) I was going to a, um, I was going to a, a course out there, um, and I, I wanted to actually practice. I had just gotten my my Glock 43. I needed some trigger time with it. I wanted to practice with it, and so I was going to take that with me um, to California. So every state has different laws. Every airport has different laws. Every airline, like first and foremost, I checked with the um, actually I checked with the state first to make sure that the Glock was on the approved list. Um, and so, so like California has approved firearms that you can take in there, mm-hmm. um, approved magazine sizes, um, you know, make sure you know the laws of where you're going. So you can go on the state's website and look at all that stuff. Um, then you want to look at TSA's, uh, website uh, as well for how to store it, lock it. Um, they've got certain cases that it has to be in certain types of locks, make sure you have the key. Um, they want you to have no ammo in your firearm. They want the magazine mm-hmm. separated from the firearm. Um, I even usually put my ammo in another bag and put that in a separate yeah. place too. You know, like I just try to be extra cautious with it. Um, but there's also going to be some states that you cannot carry a firearm into. Don't even think about flying into JFK or LaGuardia and <laughs> no. you will go straight to jail. Even if you have a layover there. Um, I, I've heard of people actually getting arrested because their firearm was in oh, their bag and they lay over there. Yeah. And so like, just, just know where you're flying and know what gun you can and cannot take. That's not to discourage you from taking and also make sure, um, you know, that you know the laws of transporting it and carrying it around, you know, can you keep it in the car with you? Um, is yeah, if you have a are... license, is it reciprocal in the state that you're traveling to? Um, and is the firearm that you're taking with you reciprocal? You know, so there are a lot of rules. It can get confusing, but I just, um, I just make it a point to go on the website and I, I make sure that they're reciprocal with my concealed carry license. If they're not, and I can't conceal in that state, you know, I make sure I'm transporting it the right way and all that kind of stuff. So, and then I make sure I have alternative means to protect myself with me if I can't carry my firearm. So taking my Kimber Pepper blaster and taking a blade, but again, check the length of the blade right. legal in that state too. So, um, and I'm not an expert on every single state's laws. So I have to even check them every time I'm traveling. Well, and don't like, don't wait until like two hours before your flight. Like you need to, if you know you're going somewhere and you want to bring your firearm, take the time out. And also, you know, concealedcarry.com has a nice section on their site that talks about a lot of the state laws um, and what their rules are are regarding um, having a firearm, things like that. So definitely check them out. They have like all, it's all in a nice little map. So you can kind of click your state. Yes. No, you know the rules because I found a lot of the TSA people and a lot of the people that check you in at the airport don't even know. No. Like, don't even know the rules. And so like you want to make sure you know the rules to where if they're, they don't know what they're doing, you actually can come back and say, no, 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 no. Like this is what it is print out the rules, whatever you need to do. Like, because I've come across people that work at the airlines and they don't have a clue no. how I'm supposed to store my firearm or if I'm supposed, they just don't know what they're doing. A lot of people. So make sure you know what you're doing and you're doing it properly. Um, right. And then that's all you need to worry about. Yeah. yeah. Cause I've been to the airport and I'm like, do you need me to open this? I'm like, no. I'm like, 
yeah, the rule says you're supposed to look, but yeah, you know, I know, but that's, that's not all with you, you right. know. No, but that's great. So yeah, definitely do your research. Check it. Check out concealedcarry.com and check out your state laws to figure out what um, you can and can't bring into the state regarding yeah. traveling with your firearm. And so for the times that we can't bring our firearms, are we in? Are we into flashlights? My husband always tells me that a flashlight is the next best slash needed tool after your firearm. So what are our thoughts on carrying tactical flash flashlights and other? Um, non-lethal self-defense tools? Well, I'm glad that you asked because I have this really cool um, tactical pin. Yeah, I've got mine. T- I've got two. Got one, mine's dis- yeah. I have one disguised as a Sharpie. Oh, you have yours disguised as a Sharpie. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, I love this thing. It's super hard on the end. I mean, mine even has like a... Is it like yours like a legit pen? Yeah, it's like a legit that. pen yeah. and it even has like an eraser on... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. mine's a legit pen too. So yeah, this, this thing is pretty cool. Um, I keep that with me. I mean, I usually always have one of these in my purse or with me. Or yeah. something. And then I, I always have a flashlight. I actually, I actually love this one. This one's a 511 flashlight and it's really good. I keep that in general. Just, I have one in my car, have one in my purse. I mean, cause I'm always everywhere around in the dark, like looking for things. If my car's ever stalled, like I've, I've got a flashlight with me, um, you know? So yeah. And then heck yeah. If you hit somebody with this, yeah, like that beveled edge. Like I have a couple. I have like a really small yeah. one that I kind of keep in like my small like clutches or it has a clip that I can keep in my pocket sometimes. Yeah. Like it doesn't have like a beveled edge, but it's so good for But they're um, still going to need to see in the dark. <laughs> right, because right, what you can do is you can kind of like put it in your fist. Oops, sorry. And you can still, it adds a little extra weight to your fist if you do need to strike someone but yeah and then i have like weapons exactly then i have this one from surefire that also has a clip but like for me this is way too big for me to carry in my pocket so i keep an extra one in um i may have in my bag (laughs) but yeah i have we have flashlights all over the house i always get i always get yelled at by the husband he's like the tactical flashlight is not for you to look in your closet Yes, it is. Look, I need to find these shoes. Oh, yes, it is. It's versatile. It's multifunctional. And you can absolutely, since it's so bright, see whatever you need to, whatever you need to see. Right. But yeah, those are, you know, a couple of great options. Um, you can, I wrote a post on non-lethal defense tools that you can check out. I kind of break down, a, it's a bunch of stuff. You know, tasers, stun guns, you know, non um, lethal is, you know, non-deadly like a uh, gun. So if that's not your choice, Go check yeah. it out. You might find something, you know, carry something, anything, like start with something small, start with some pepper spray. You know, exactly. I know you like the uh, Kimber pepper blaster. I need to get my, I need to get myself one of those. I just have like I a normal. I, I love it. And I, they do not pay me to say that. Like I, I don't have any stock in the Kimber, um, <laughs> in Kimber at all, but I just, I love it because it fits so well. Like there's a lot of college students that you can't carry a firearm. Yeah. You're too young to get right. your concealed carry license. And I, and then there's a lot of women that are old enough to get one, but they, they don't feel comfortable doing that yet. And so I love the Kimber Pepper Blaster because it's shaped like a firearm. So it's very easy to grip. Um, I love the consistency of, of the solution. It's a gel instead of a spray. And I love that it fits perfectly in our Alexa pants. Like we just did a great lifestyle shoot with some younger girls who are all Alexa customers and they are all, all in college and like they 
always want to have something on their body and they're wearing leggings like 24 hours a day. And so you can go see the pictures of how it actually fits into the pants and where you can hold them. There's pockets specific for it um, so that you can keep it on your body. You're not digging around through your purse when seconds matter, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's, um, there's a lot of good options out there for sure. All right. So then we've only got three more questions left. Great. Um, one of them, which I think is, um, let's do these next two first, and then we can end on this other one that I think okay. would be good. As an NRA instructor, instructor, I would like to hear your thoughts on what, if anything, I can do to make female students more comfortable in the classroom in range setting, especially those new to firearms. Um, You're an NRA instructor, Amy. Good what have uh, What have you done in the past with um, experiencing with somebody new? Well, you know, I... First and foremost, just treat everybody normal. I don't treat anybody dumb or delicately as if they're not going to be able to handle this. Um, I I just treat everybody the same and I I go through the safety steps first. Um, And I think practicing and focusing on safety is super important. I mean, that's like the most important thing that we can do. And then the way that you communicate with them. I have yet to come across an instructor who has been harsh who has yelled at me, who has been impatient. Um, Same. Most of the instructors are there because they love what they do. And a lot of people love training women because women are eager to learn. Um, Those who are fearful because they've never picked up a firearm yet, um, I think it's okay to, if, if that is you, like let the instructor know, hey, this is my first time. And then as an instructor, making them comfortable by not demeaning them or belittling them at all, but just continuing to encourage mm-hmm. them and say, Hey, that was a great job. Um, now why don't we try this? Hey, I was watching your grip. I'm going to watch your side. I'm going to watch your, um, I'm going to watch your target placement, you know, and kind of just go through the steps with them and then just make them feel as comfortable as possible and start them out on the biggest firearm there. Some instructors have different, um, methods of teaching and some are like, no, but it does a eagle on their hands because if they can handle that, they can handle everything. Yeah, that's you not, know, that's not always the best. Um, but I don't also I don't always think that you have to start them with a twenty-two. You know, I think some women are very capable of starting with a nine millimeter, um, starting with a forty and getting comfortable with that. Uh, you know, a lot of misconceptions out there is put a put a three eighty in their hand because it's the smallest firearm right. on market. Okay, well, a lot of times those kick a lot worse than a nine or a forty or forty-five. You know, and so um, I think that you just have to kind of assess each person and kind of take it person by person. Uh, but just, but don't treat anybody as if they can't handle something. Right, you know? and have patience with have patience, have patience with them during them. the yeah. t- during the process. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next question: I would love to see a list of guns ladies are using for competitions and or certifications. I'm currently in the process of getting my NRA instructor license, and would like to know what everyone else shoots. Awesome. Um, you know, when I getting my concealed handgun license was different than getting my NRA certification, the qualifications are a little bit different Mm -hmm. and they are going to be the qualifications for your CHL or CCW are going to be different for every state anyways. Um, but when I qualified for my license, I actually don't really remember what I shot. I I might've shot my shield, um, which is a chambered in a 40, um, or I may have shot a 22. I can't remember, um, but I think it was my shield because I remember that was my first firearm that I was going to actually carry. And so I think I wanted to qualify with it just to make sure that I was comfortable and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then for your NRA instructor, um, I, there was a Walter, I want to say it was a 
PPK maybe that I shot that was just awesome and really easy to shoot. And so it kind of just depends <laughs> again on the person and, and what they want. Um, you know, Glock, I would just say whatever you think you're going to carry. Right. Practice I mean, I don't have experience in getting my um, NRA instructor license, but yeah, to me, common sense would be, wouldn't it be something that you would be carrying or using on a yeah. daily basis? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, some states do require that you qualify with the gun that you're going to carry. Yeah, um, for... Um, that you're going to carry. Right. You know? And so, um, you know, check those rules out as well. But I would just say, go and get comfortable with it. We stress this all the time. Go to the range, get your hands on as many firearms as you possibly mm-hmm. can. Decide which one you're comfortable with. Give some thought to what you want to carry. Get some practice with it before you do your qualifications um, so that you're comfortable when you stand up there and, and have to shoot your targets at your certain yards and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I would, I, I don't really know if there's one specific one that people are using necessarily. I know you're an HK girl. Um, yeah. I like and SIG. I-, I like the SIG P938. I like my Glock 43. Um, I like my Glock 19. As you can see, it's also part of my decor back there. Um, <laughs> one day, one day, I won't have just this plain wall. <laughs> but I, I don't carry my 19. Like, that's, it's just too big for me, too bulky for me. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Well, on to our final question, which I think is a really great question. It's something that I never actually really gave too much thought about, but um, maybe it's because of my, my situation doesn't really it does apply, but whatever. Let me get to the question. Now. <laughs> Do either of you have friends or family that are uncomfortable being around you when they know you are caring? What would you do if you found yourself in that situation? Yes. The reason I say <laughs> it doesn't apply to me is because the people that I know that know that I carry don't live in don't live in the state. There you so go. I don't hang out with them on a daily basis. Yeah. The friends that I do hang out here don't know. There you go. And I don't feel it's, I don't feel I need to tell them. It's really nobody, it's no, right. It's nobody's business. Um, So I just go about my business. If somebody did have a concern, I would respect that concern and have a discussion with them. But for now, the ones that I hang out with um, around here, they don't know, I would say like this part of my life. Yeah. And what about you, Amy? Everyone in my family is very pro-gun. I mean, even in my extended family, my in-laws, everything. But the only ones um, when it's become, and I wouldn't even say it's an issue. It's just the concern has gotten brought up um, is now that, you know, all my siblings are having kids and children and uh, we all want to make sure that it's it's safe. We know where the firearm is. I would never want to keep it in my bag and then just go throw it in a bedroom somewhere, obviously. Um, so we either usually, I'll either just leave it in the car and I lock it up. Um, or I will, if I do have it, it on me, I will usually, cause I'm holding the babies and the kids and everything. Yeah. And I usually will take it out, put it in my bag. And then we have like a special high, 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 um, like an omelette that we actually put it up on. So the kids actually can never get up there and get to it. Cause they're, they're really little. Um, so we just make sure that it's in a safe area. Um, all the, all the siblings know that it's there, like, you know, and, and it doesn't make them nervous. It just, it might make them nervous. Like if they just saw my purse, like laying on the ground or they right. thought that I had it on my body or, you know, something like that. So, um, but we've all had conversations about it and they know I'm extremely safe with it and I'm very responsible gun owner. And so that they don't really make a big deal out of it. Yeah, no, I think it's, you, 
when that question comes up, you just have an honest conversation with them talking about, you know, I would talk about just the reasons why I carry, you know, I want to be able to defend myself. And I know not everybody believes that. um, And that's fine. And just I think being honest and open with them when it when it does come up is is the key to that. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's kind of funny because everyone's like, all right, Amy, if anything happens, like, go get them. (laughs) 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 You have the gun here, whether you, you know, so um, I mean, yeah, no, they all know my stance. I mean, obviously they see me on social media. They they know what I'm about and they know what I promote. So it's never been a, it's never been an issue really. And, you know, just thinking about it too, like a a few of the friends that know that I do carry have never, and then I've gone out and like met up with them. They've never like once asked me, they're like, oh, are you carrying today? Or yeah. have br- ever brought it up. Like it just, it hasn't come up. And I don't yeah. make it a point of a conversation just because it's, it's, it's not that, you know, important for me to tell people right. that I'm carrying. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, that was a great, I think that was a great question. I thought that was really good too. And I hope you all enjoyed it because we love, like I said, getting our, getting our questions in and um, just really feeling like we're able to connect with you guys and, and giving you the information that you want. So keep it coming. If there's something else that you want to know about um, yeah. any products and if we haven't heard about it yet, shoot it over to us. We'll test it out. We'll let you know what we think and give your honest opinion about it. Yeah. And then, you know, I just want to say, I mean, both Amy and I feel the same. I just, thanks for your support. You guys are awesome. You know, we love seeing us being tagged that you're listening to the podcast, you know, it's the, it's like so weird and it's just so awesome. You know, we're just so glad that you guys are finding value in it and we want to, you know, we hope that we can keep uh, doing that for you. And so keep, you know, sending us your questions and, We'll get them answered. And if you guys like it like this, then we can start, you know, doing like a monthly Q&A, maybe uh, schedule someone's out where we do them live so we can kind of interact with you guys a little bit more. But yeah, I think this was great. So thank you guys so much and uh, see you next time. Yes. And I will just say too, thank you to consultcarry.com for hosting our show. And if you guys get a chance, I just want to make sure that you're following us on all social media platforms. You can follow Style Me Tactical on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, at Style Me Tactical. You can follow my personal page at the Amy Robbins on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also Alexo Athletica on Instagram and Facebook. So um, if you get a chance, check out both of our websites, stylemetactical.com and alexoathletica.com for all of your carry needs. And we will be right back here again next week on Wednesday. We'll see you soon. See you guys. Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.